Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and I am very, very excited because I am interviewing a brand today that is founded by um, a fellow doctor, uh, somebody that has a very, very uh, impressive background in not only medicine, but also um, application of medicine, you know, and really kind of getting things started in a way that I don't really often see before, you know, like I don't see a lot of this um, in terms of like science. You usually see science backed brands that have like you know a little bit of science behind them but it's not like a full-fledged approach so with that being said i want to really introduce you guys and let you get to know the founder of md air dr Kappel, who is here with us today welcome to the show dr Kappel. i'm so honored to be hosting you oh thank you so much i'm so honored to be here it's such a privilege and thank you so much for the opportunity Oh, no, the honor is truly mine. And I'm really excited because, like I was saying, I, I had a chance to read a little bit about your background. And it's very impressive. You you are a double fellow. And I, I'm very <laughs> impressed by that. So um, can't wait to learn. And I would love if you could start us off by that, you know, by walking us down memory lane and telling us about your career and where everything began for you and how you decided to go into dermatology and all that good stuff. Sure, I'd love to. So I always have been just fascinated with the skin and skincare ever since I was a little girl. You know, my mom introduced it to me really early on in my life, and it's always been a passion of mine. And I always knew I wanted to be a doctor as well. I was influenced by many physicians in my family, and I probably knew around the age of eight or nine that I wanted to be a dermatologist. So after applying to medical school and um, going through medical school and graduating from medical school, um, I was honored to um, match in my dream program for dermatology residency at UCLA, um, which was a really amazing program because it was in the heart of West LA where we had a lot of exposure to aesthetics and cosmetic dermatology and part of our didactics. So, you know, we were learning about lasers and injectables and, you know, all the science behind it and laser physics was a, was a big part of our residency program um, at UCLA. Um, and so after that, I just couldn't learn enough and I couldn't get my hands on as many, you know, as many books and learning as and learning opportunities as possible. So after completing my dermatology residency, I went on to pursue a do, dual combined double fellowship in something called Mohs micrographic surgery, which is a type of skin cancer surgery, and then also a cosmetic and a laser fellowship, which um, was really amazing because although I had had a lot of cosmetic dermatology and laser fellowship training under my belt, I just wanted a little bit more. And I wanted to get my hands dirty and just get involved in my clinical trials and was really interested in how these devices and um, products came to fruition. So participating in clinical trials and doing a, a double fellowship really just provided extra number of years of really, um, you know, learning about the science and technology. And I had an appreciation of how rapidly advancing the field was in, in cosmetic dermatology and, and in the skincare industry. So after completing my fellowship, um, you know, I worked for a few years where I was the director of Mohs surgery at a laser and skin surgery center where I still completed um, and participated in clinical trials. And then I moved back to my hometown of Orange County and started my own practice. This was just about three years ago. But I feel that within all my different, you know, courses of training, you know, after medical school, you know, four years of medical school, and then a year of internal medicine internship, and then four years of dermatology residency, and then 
fellowship. I just really have had an appreciation for um, the research and the science and the technology and how things all come together and how to keep up with um, you know innovation. And so when I started MDR, my own skin line, um, about a year and a half ago, my goal was to just carry carry this forward and um, just keep all my patients updated um, with the latest in technology and discovery in such a rapidly advancing field. And my passion just drives, you know, my, my energy towards this. And um, it was, it was the impetus for me to start my own uh, skincare line. And I think it has a lot to do with my education and background of, you know, 20 years um, just studying the skin. So that's probably a very long answer to your question, but yeah. And um, that's kind of how I, I've gotten to this point. I love that. No, it's not a long answer. It's actually, I love the answer because you have so much experience. I mean, that's the, mm-hmm. I feel like in the skincare world right now, you know, I mean, I've been, uh, I've had skincare anarchy on air for about three years. Now. I've interviewed so many brands and I always feel like, you know, when you try to explain skincare to people, and I'm sure you, you've had this experience, you know, it's the people are always like, well, why do you need to know so much? And it's like, well, you're oh, dealing so with an organ that's on the outside of your body. You know what I mean? That's yes. why. So yes. it's and really it's, great. It's really great yeah. that you have so much experience. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And the skin is the largest organ system in our body and it's constantly dynamic and it's constantly changing and turning over and can be stimulated in so many different ways. And there's so many really amazing advances in, in, in the technology and different active ingredients and vehicle delivery systems. And I think being a doctor and going to a lot of these academic meetings, and I'm also, I was also a professor of dermatology at UCLA. I forgot that part in my, in my past career, but just teaching the dermatology residents and, you know, giving lectures and didactics and attending meetings, you know, you really have an appreciation for how scientifically advanced this field is always adapting. And when you know that and you compare it to the skincare lines that already exist and how stagnant they are and how many years behind they are. I almost got to a point where like I was in a panic. I'm like, how could I be giving my patients this outdated skincare product or formulation, which is actually one of the regarded as one of the top of the line medical grade skincare products. And I knew the technology wasn't up to where where it should be. And I remember it was like my aha moment. I was in a meeting called the um, American Society for Dermatologic Surgery. It's called the ASDS. It's one of our biggest um, dermatologic meetings of, of the year. And I remember, you know, instead of going to the lecture halls where everybody was learning about Botox and fillers and lasers, I already knew that I got mastered. I went to the super nerdy scientific little room where, you know, the people who are in the research labs discovering these, you know, new pathways and new active ingredients. And I remember I was maybe one of only 10 people in this forum. And I was just like a kid in the candy store. I couldn't absorb enough of what these scientists were talking about. And I really had an aha moment when I realized like these scientists and these people who are making these groundbreaking research discoveries in the lab, they don't have any exposure at all, you know, and nobody was really even attending their lectures. And I was there sitting, you know, wow, this is really amazing information. I would like to implement this into skincare products that are available for everyone and, you know, and for my patients. And I remember going and talking to the scientists at their lecture saying, well, how long um, is it going to be until these new discoveries are going to be in the skincare industry? And he goes, oh, doctor, like it takes about five to six years before they even like catch on, you know? And I'm like, that is way too long. I want them in my products now. And that was, it was that year where I decided to, um, you know, kind of create my own skincare line to kind of bridge that gap. 
I love that. And I love that you know, it does, it takes so much thought, you know what I mean? In terms of creating a line that is beyond just the surface, you know, and no pun intended there, you know, it's really it about, is. it's about the molecular science. And I think that it that's is. where you, your line really shines to me because I feel oh, as you. if you're finally like, you know, somebody that gets the idea that molecular biology and actual genetics and, you know, signaling and these pathways that matter, right, in our body, regardless of where they are, they're really the key players that determine how, how healthy we are. You know what I mean? They, they so, really are. Yeah. yeah. And so, so when I saw, when I was reading about your line, I immediately was just like, you know, I mean, I'm also a science nerd, you know what I mean? So Definitely. Maybe, I love it. That's why we that's, connect. We're both that's nerds. <laughs> and that's okay. And like that's probably why I was so intrigued. But I feel like anyone who loves science, who understands that there's a lot of complexity, would appreciate what you've done here because we're not, and this is for the audience, really, you know, I'm just trying to let you guys know that, the you know, M- MDR is it's not a line that's made for people to just slather on their skin and then not do it again you know what I mean like just okay overnight results only that's it no this is a line made to work with the physiology of your body it's made to work with the molecular physiology of your body so you you know what I mean so yeah and explain it yeah Thank you. Yeah. And every, I mean, every active ingredient and every vehicle delivery system has a, a, has a purpose. And I feel that, you know, when you have targeted therapies and signal transduction pathways and you're upregulating cells to, you know, communicate with each other and do things that we want the skin to do, stimulate collagen, stimulate cellular renewal, which will in turn tighten the skin, will make a more youthful appearance. You know, you have to really be methodical and scientific and have purpose when you're engineering these products. And that is so fascinating to me. And I feel that it is my passion that drives me because, you know, it it is, uh, you know, people say, why do you put so much time into it and so much thought, but I love to do it. I mean, it's just, it's passionate and I, 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 I just really love it. And I love um, to be able to provide products that people can use. And after days of use, say, oh, okay, now I get it. Or that actually does make a difference. You know, you really see the difference when you use um, products that have active ingredients that are, you know, more advanced in the technology. And I feel that that's a really important component that's been lost with so many skincare lines. I mean, a lot of my colleagues who are also dermatologists will just white label a product and put their name on it. And I just, that, I couldn't think of anything more hurtful to do. And I would, and just what a waste, wasted opportunity. And I feel that also, um, you know, when I was doing um, Mohs surgery, so I was doing skin cancer surgeries and I was also doing cosmetic dermatology. So my clinic was set up like this. In the morning, I would do skin cancer surgery and in the afternoon, I would do, you know, more of my cosmetic clinic. But I, I was thought, thought, saw it was fascinating because Mohs surgery, for those of you who don't know, you look at the skin cancer under the microscope and you keep excising tissue until you have the tumor cleared. So basically you're looking under the microscope in real time. And I remember spending so many years looking at skin under the microscope and how the skin would look different based on what the pro- with what products the patients were using. So say for example, we're you know excising a, a squamous cell carcinoma on a patient who is maybe in her 60s. And then we clear the skin cancer and then we get her started on a certain skincare regimen with different active ingredients. And then she comes in for a different surgery about six months later. And you can compare the histology, meaning what the skin looks like under the microscope. And you can see 
the skin under the microscope looked 20 years younger after using certain active ingredients or having certain laser procedures. And that to me was super fascinating because you weren't just seeing a clinical improvement in someone's skin. I was able to look at their skin under the microscope day after day after day. And it was just really fascinating for me to see, okay, this skincare actives made her skin look like this under the microscope. Her collagen is thick and pink. Her elastin fibers are all intact. They're not all fragmented. You know, the epidermis looks different. And so I, in my mind, it was just really um, fascinating to me to see the power of different skincare actives and also cosmetic procedures and how they impact the skin and how someone who looked 60 years old under the microscope now looks 40 years old under the microscope. And that was really powerful for me too. And a real, you know, a really big motivational factor that really wanted me to, you know, incentivize me to create a line and a brand that would create those histological changes, like cellular changes that manifest with beautiful skin clinically. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I think that's so powerful what you said is this idea of you have to be able to look at look at things under a microscope because I think mm-hmm. that you know we always go to as consumers right we're always like well do does it look like my wrinkles went away does it look like right. my age spots went away well here's the thing what's going on underneath that's causing all of that and that's something that no one wants to answer why because no one's done the research no one's right. looked under the microscope. You know what I mean? Right. Or if, they have, right. if they have, they haven't thought about how to fix it. So that's where MDR for me is like, wow, okay, here we go. You know what I mean? We're really doing it now because, you know, you're absolutely right in what you said. I fully back every statement about, you know, when you said about the whole white labeling thing. I hate uh, seeing that. It is such an injustice to uh, the intelligence, you know what I mean, of these of these professionals. I mean, I think that if you are a doctor or scientist, someone who studied the science and medicine, you should and you do have the intelligence to create something novel. And if you right. don't do that, that's just not right, man. Like, you know, you got to you got to really go into it. You got to think about the science and and that's one of my biggest questions for you because, you know, right. just so I can give a for everyone listening, so I can give a little background of what I know. I'm going to let um Dr. Capel really dive into it, but like, you know, when I was reading about MDRs, it's based on a pathway. It's based on a whole pathway that's related to your antioxidant, you know, uh, system right, in your body, right? right, right so right. that's huge. I mean, to be able to study that, I and mean, it's a very complex pathway as well because it causes. It's like using, you know, different other elements that are helping activate nuclear, you know mechanisms that <laughs> allow it to yeah. you know upregulate certain genes. So it's a really complex pathway. And so for you to take the time and sit down and really think about this and say, I want to do this. I want to elicit this normal. It's a physiological thing that's going on in our bodies. And for you to sit down and say, I want to make this into it, something available for the general public to be able to utilize, that is huge. That's it to me, that's the same as like drug discovery. You know what I mean? Like you have to do it like that because it becomes so, so, you know, just next level good. It becomes actually therapeutic. You know what I mean? You're becoming therapeutic. You're doing something that has value and and real, you know, weight behind it. So I'm gonna let you explain the whole science of it, but I wanted to preface for the listeners, you know what I mean? That this is sure. it's no joke. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Thank you so much. That is so sweet of you to say. And you're absolutely right. And the funny thing is that nobody really asks me that, but I'm so happy that you asked. So the the reason why I created the name MD Air, and air actually is a very important signal transduction pathway in the skin. 
And although I try to curb down my nerdiness and my scientific talk, I think I'm in a safe forum and we all are science nerds and appreciate this. So I can speak to you like this. So we we all speak the same language, right? So yeah, Yeah. so MDR, A-I-R-E stands for the antioxidant induction response element. And this is a signal transduction pathway in the skin that upregulates all of our cells to act and behave younger. And I don't usually like to use the term younger. I just like to use the term healthier because, you know, younger skin is healthier because it hasn't had all the environmental insults and hits and, you know, exposure to toxins and pollutants and ultraviolet light that people who have had a longer lifespan have. So the the goal is to induce these cells and the antioxidant induction response element to increase naturally our antioxidants in the skin to stimulate cellular renewal to, in, in so many words, be out with the old and with the new, stimulate new collagen synthesis, new elastin synthesis, and remove and have our, you know, inflammatory and immune cascades come and circulate out the old, you know, um, fragmented dysfunctional collagen, elastin, all the extracellular matrix proteins that make the skin look weathered or older, or, you know, kind of, um, not as bright or refreshed or healthy or youthful as it as it used to be. So this certain signal transduction pathway is very uh, important in the skin. Now, not only are we targeting the air pathway, but we're targeting hundreds of different yeah. pathways. That one just happened to be a more uh, one of the newer discoveries. And when I was referencing that lecture that I sat in during that meeting, he was talking about the air pathway. And I said, you know what? This is my aha moment. It's very meaningful to me. I want this pathway upregulated in all my skincare products available to all my patients to have next level results, something that's never been done before. And then we're going to improve on all the pathways that we already have been upregulating and we've already perfected with, you know, what we already know about skincare and just make it better up the level, like just kind of advance our technology and advance our results um, and make it accessible to everyone without a middleman or a big pharma company trying to come and take it over. So that that that's how I came to um, the, the name of the product MDR. It's actually a very scientific name for those of us who speak that nerdy language <laughs> right so. right no I think it's, it's it's a wonderful wonderful um approach because I think that one of the biggest uh you know this is actually it, it's a fun little story and I, and I want to share it, and I know you're going to know exactly what I mean Dr. Cappell because I <laughs> I was sitting I remember many many years ago sitting in my res- one of my residency interviews right and one <laughs> One of my proctors or one of the people interviewing me, he asked me because I was interested in the more research, like I wanted research in my residency. You know what I mean? I wanted to do it. And um, he was asking me questions because he was doing that you know, as, a, as a surgeon. And he said, well, how would you design a project? He said, how would you design a project? And I was like, you know, super molecular about it. You know what I mean? Like really getting down into like these ideas I had. And he was like, no, absolutely not. And I'm like, what? And he was like, no, <laughs> you need to think about things in a way where you're targeting a big, big thing and you're able to impact a lot of different things at the same time by doing that. And that stuck with me my whole life. Wow. It stuck with me. And he was right because what you're, what, what you've said here reminded me of that because let's, you know, if we all sit down and think about it, how many times have you guys heard the word antioxidant? You know what I mean? Just by being on social media at this point, you've heard antioxidant, right? I think everyone has. Right. And it's right. rightfully so because it is behind the, you know, the aging process of every single cell in our body, like Dr. Kappel said. So if you're able to target something like that, that is 
really going to improve the whole mechanism of how your cells age. I mean, of course, like you said, Dr. Apple, there are so many pathways, right? There are so many different ways we can approach this. However, you have to come to some sort of a standard ground. You have to start from somewhere and you have to, it has to be a meaningful start. It can't just be like, oh yeah, we're just increasing collagen synthesis. That's it, you know, whatever. We're just going to hope to God that this works (laughs) and and you get elasticity back and you're, you know, no, you have to go and t- go to the healthy cells and think, what can I do to keep these cells healthy? And I love how you said that. I love how you said, I like the word healthy. I don't like the word, you know, younger because you're so right. on the money with that. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, right. you want to be healthy. And oxidative stress is one of the unhealthiest things that our cells go through day in and day out. So right. huge hats off to you for thinking like that. I mean, it just it blew my mind when you were explaining it. So, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I think like, you know, when you think of the skin, you don't look at it as, okay, there's brown spots, there's wrinkles, there's fine lines, there's large pores. You look at it like, okay, there's melanin that they're regularly, you know, distributed in the epidermis. There is you know, fragmented elastin fibers. There's, and how do we change that on a cellular level? So every, every time I look at the skin or I look at a product, I look at it with like x-ray vision on a cellular level. How are we going to upregulate these cells to do what we want them to do? And then yeah. you have the, t- the key targeted actives, and then you have the vehicle delivery systems that protect them and get them there because half the skincare products that are available now, they just sit on the surface of the skin and there's no, you know, they're not even getting into where they need to actually have a, you know, a mechanism of action and an effect on the skin cells. And so um, you know, for me, that's why, you know, we did like a ton of like histology and comparative analysis. Okay. After using, you know, some of my products like the RX or retinol or the vitamin C, we'll look at histology, like actual collagen trichome stains and see the visible difference. Yes. The skin will look better, of course, clinically, but like, I want to see under the microscope, show me the histology, show me the stains. And, you know, I have a pathologist who I work hand in hand with, and I'm always sending him, you know, my poor mom has had had, had to have so many skin biopsies after using <laughs> my products because I, you know, I want to do collagen and elastin stains and just really like on a histological level, make sure that these actives are, are, are in the best form possible and having the, the greatest effect and staying active and, you know, having their mechanism of action that we're engineering them to have. And I feel that that's just lost, you know, in the skincare industry. And I feel a lot of, even my dermatology colleagues or even other physician friends of mine who, you know, will white label or make a line, they're not looking at that at all. And I just, I, I just don't know how with the knowledge and education we have, how to not use that to our benefit and our patients benefit as well. So it's a, it's a yeah. waste of education and knowledge to not just maximize it and just make the most amazing skincare products that you possibly can, especially you know, knowing uh, from a dermatologist standpoint, knowing what we know, I mean, in our residency, we have to know every kilodalm of every protein in the skin. I mean, every signal transduction pathway, every, you know, and so being able to take that knowledge and apply it for the greater good is something I'm really surprised not any, any of my colleagues are doing or no one else really that I know is doing. Yeah. No, I mean, it's crazy to me too, because yeah, you guys have a really rigorous, you know, curriculum in your, your residency. I know. I mean, I've had friends who've gone through it and I'm like, how do you not remember that stuff? Like, I feel like, (laughs) you you know, cause I've I've asked questions. I've asked questions and I'm like, 
I know I'm a science geek. I know the answers. But <laughs> you can definitely know the answer. You know, so yeah, I, I, mean, yeah. I get it. And, and you know, you're so right because I think with, you know, I think when it comes to, like you said, this real molecular level science, you know, people right, often right. overlook it and they don't think that it's adding up to clinical significance, but really that is clinical su- significance is right. molecular, molecular biology, right. molecular output. And I think, definitely. you know, I, that's where I think there's a lot of disconnect in the dermatology, you know, dermatology community is that, you know, you won't believe it, Dr. Kappel. I had an actual dermatologist once come onto my show and tell me I'm crazy for putting structures of niacinamide on my, you know, my things. And I was like, are you, are you serious right now? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? With all due respect, you know, so I get it. You know what I mean? It's like, everyone shies away from it and I am not even, you know, I don't even want to blame the germs. I want to blame the marketing people out here because they're like, that's you know? the thing. The, the the disconnect and the imbalance is is that the people who truly know what the skin needs or truly understand and know the skin on a level that not many other people do aren't producing or making, you know, skincare products the way they should. For example, you know, dermatology residents, when they because I, you know, when I teach at UCLA, I, I speak to the residents and I and I see what they're exposed to. The companies will come in like vultures and try to pick them up and pick their brains and use their brain and their education to engineer skincare lines for these bigger pharma, bigger companies. And then what they do, because it's happened to me before too, they'll try to take what they get the, if they extract the information and education from you that they don't have, and they don't have access to, and then they take what you give them and they try to cut corners, cut costs, you know, uh, substitute actives for ones that are more readily available or at a lower price point. And then they just contaminate and dilute the skincare lines and even skin medical grade skincare lines. And I, I, I know medical grade is a controversial term, so maybe I shouldn't use that, but I know skincare lines in our industry that were probably top of the line four or five years ago have been recently bought out by bigger companies. And then yeah. the quality of the actives go down. So uh, the other, you know, reason why I wanted to engineer is I wanted a protected product that I don't have to worry about bigger pharma, bigger companies taking over and reformulating the whole line because that's what businesses do. They're a money making, you know, business. And you know, for the smaller, more educated, you know, physicians or scientists out there, we're not good with that stuff. We're horrible at business. We our brains are in the lab treating patients you know, making discoveries. And then you kind of get hijacked by these bigger companies to say, okay, this is, these are the, these are the active ingredients you need. And this is the vehicle delivery systems you need to get there, but okay, let's cut costs. And instead of doing this, let's get this. And then it just is so disheartening um, to see the integrity just not be there. And, and those are most of the products that are available and it's just really disheartening. It actually is very upsetting to me. So this is my little, con- yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is to you too, because you see it, you know it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's a it's a terrible thing, and I and I and I hear you, and trust me, this is definitely a safe space to say that because I am a hundred percent with you on this because I literally see it every single day, and my mind does the same thing. Like if everything you just said is exactly what I think. I'm like, what is going on? Why are you compromising your scientific and professional integrity because you just want to? You know what I mean? You just tell people things. And you expect them to believe it, you know what I mean? In terms of, right. I got it from a dermatologist somewhere at some time, right. and now I've, right. I have the money to market the hell out of this thing, and I'm going to sell it to the masses and not explain anything to them. You know what I mean? Because exactly. really, I don't get it. 
I don't get it because the guy who I got it from was some random derm in some random university. And I don't even know right. who he is because I'm not going to give him credit. That's, I mean, and, this happens every day, you know? So it's day. like, it's a problem. And, then, and I feel, and I feel like the consumers are the ones that miss out because they're the oh, ones yeah. who are like, well, how does this work? How does this really it, work? It's just so, it's just so, it's just so disheartening. And yeah, and it breaks my heart because I see patients every day, you know, in my clinic and they'll spend hundreds of dollars. They spend so much money on these skincare products and they say, well, I haven't really noticed a difference or it's breaking me out or I'm still with hyperpigmented patches and, you know, and, and they spend so much of their hard-earned money on these products and they're just not working. And it's just, it really, there's, you know, there's, it's just really disheartening to see, um, you know, people spend their money on products that, you know, maybe they have an A-list celebrity or an influencer backing it up and that's why they buy it. But half the time those influencers aren't even using those products, you know, so that, or, if, or if they're going to charge those kind of prices, show me the histology, show me the science, or at least give me results within days of use if it's going to be at this price point, you know, and it's, you can't, it's really, you can't use, you can't use those words around people though. You can't use the word histology. They'll run for the hills. You can't use that. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I feel that you've done such a great job building a community based on science, because I think that's something that I've found as well is that when I was, you know, earlier on in my career and, you know, I started out a YouTube channel and I have an Instagram and I would try to tone it down and not speak too scientifically so that people would understand. But then sometimes I would slip and get super nerdy and show my dorky side and talk about the skin and people actually liked it and they appreciate it. And I didn't have to like hide that part of myself anymore. I didn't have to hide the fact that I, you know, was kind of a science nerd and, and they actually appreciated it. And I felt like then I felt like I had the green light and it was okay. And I felt more comfortable talking in more scientific terms. And I feel like even on YouTube, I now I can speak scientifically and people don't even, you know, I'm shaming for it. They actually welcome it and they embrace it and they'll ask me questions. And I feel like people who are really people who follow you, people who are really waking up and understanding like the science and how important science information is. And when you speak that language, they want to learn more, they want to know more. And I just feel like it's a beautiful community you know, for you and for me and finding like people who are like-minded and want to understand about the science. Cause I felt for a long time that people really didn't care or want to know about it or, you know, were interested. And I yeah. think that it's, it's something that people really do want to learn more about. And I, I just love that. I love that too. Exactly. I completely agree with you. People really show up for this stuff. I mean, you know, I look at a lot of chemists, right. And I look at them like ranting about these ingredients, long names, right. Ingredients. Mm-hmm. And, stuff. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh, you want to talk long names? Okay, guys. We can all do that. Hey, you know, but at the same time, I think as doctors, we're more like, we're more inclined to be like, no, explain it like the way people are going to understand it. You know what I mean? Like, got to break it down for people. But really, we are doing injustice to ourselves as professionals when we do that. So I hear you and we're injustice to the people listening because the consumers want to hear about it. They want to know. And I, and I think that, you know, like, you know, I had started us off a little bit with the overview, but I want you to dive into this pathway a little bit because, um, you know, I know sure. that there's, like I said, there's translocation to the nucleus, sure. it turns sure. on ARE. You oh, know, all yes. That. So, yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so going back to like the pathways, um, you know, when we have in, you know, induction of these signal transduction pathways, you know, we always use the term, like, for example, you'd mentioned for antioxidant, you see that thrown all over the place. 
But yeah. when you really understand that antioxidants are binding f- free radicals that are otherwise just going to bounce around and fragment, you know, elastin fibers and fragment what we call the extracellular matrix proteins, which gives skin that nice, bouncy, firm, smooth turgor. You know, those those are the are, are the things that we we want you know to happen in the skin. So when we're increasing the air pathway and increasing um, the amount of antioxidants in our skin that are kind of just going to be these little you know army troops running through the skin and just binding up free radicals and protecting our collagen and our elastin and extracellular matrix proteins. It's you know that's one of the most powerful aspects of the pathway. In addition, you know um, you know we mentioned the RXR retinol pathway and that the pathway that that um, skincare product affects the skin. So what I wanted to do is, okay, we'll talk about retinol since you, since you brought that up and thank you for bringing that up. The problem with most vitamin A derivatives, whether it's tretinoin, you know, retin-A, retinol, retinol died not so much because that one's not so irritating. Um, but the problem is, is that it causes irritation, sensitization, you know, the red dry peeliness and irritation of the skin. But that's because a lot of the uh, product gets excreted into the extracellular matrix. And when I say extracellular matrix, for those of you um, who are just new to science, that's kind of when you think of skin as the cells being the vegetables and the extracellular matrix being the broth, like in a vegetable soup, the extracellular mm-hmm. matrix is kind of like the broth part of the soup. So when you have a vitamin A derivative in outside the cell, it's going to recruit inflammatory cascades. Your immune system cells become and just, you know, I hate to get too scientific, but like eosinophils to granulate and, and, you know, a lot of um, inflammatory and chemokine and different cellular mediators that are going to cause the skin to get irritated. But when you can engineer the vitamin A derivative to stay inside the nucleus of the cell and retain it in there, then you not only increase the efficacy of it, but you decrease the sensitization. So we were able to engineer the retinol product. And that's why it's called RXR retinol because it stays within the nucleus of the cell and it can increase, you know, gene transcription and translation and um, expression of genes that are going to induce the skin to do all those things that we want it to do, whether it's collagen synthesis, elastin synthesis, cellular renewal, all those things. And less of it is getting into the extracellular matrix where it's not not only doing anything, but it's 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 creating sensitization. So we're decreasing that, minimizing the sensitivity and the irritation component of it while increasing the efficacy. And that was one of um, you know the most important um, you know challenges that I, I wanted to overcome with a vitamin A derivative because I feel like a lot of people. Um, don't want to have a vitamin A derivative in their skincare regimen, and, and rightfully so. You know, it can be very overwhelming and irritating to the skin, especially if someone's kind of new to the skincare game. Right. I hope that right. makes sense. Yeah, it does. No, it makes sense. Perfect sense to me. And I also wanted to just for everyone listening. I mean, I love what you said because I literally did a podcast. Like, you know, I was on the other side of the mic. You know, a couple of days ago, and they were the host was asking me about retinol, and they. I literally, you know, obviously you explained it much better than I did. I mean, I, I was oh, no. that I don't use retinol because retinol causes inflammation. So right. I'm not going to inflame my skin for absolutely no reason for it to right. then adapt six months later because now it's adapted and now it's actually, you know, able to handle the stress that I'm inducing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> and, and I I'm totally agree. That as, I'm going to label that as purging. You know what I mean? But that's not true. <laughs> 
I hate that. That's totally true. I agree with you. Oh my gosh. I agree with you. And you know, I feel that a lot of people are just pushing retinol, pushing retinol, but they're giving, it all depends on the type of retinol, you know, it all depends on the formulation and how it's packaged and how it's delivered. And, you know, the elegance in the engineering that makes a huge difference. So, you know, even though my retinol is just a 1%, you know, it's a lot less um, sensitizing or harmful than one that's an even lesser percent or even retinaldehyde because of the way it's engineered. So I feel that that's, you know, I feel that that's a huge misconception. I'm glad that you've illustrated that. And I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, because why would you use a product that's continuously making you be red, dry, and peely for six right. months later when you might have a good day where you look better? You know, it's just not exactly. worth it. Exactly. Yeah. And, then, and then try to cover it up by saying, I'm purging. Like, purging, I'm, yeah. Purging. La- label, it, label it as you're purging. Yes. Right. That's what a lot like of skincare, skin skincare lines do that, right? Your skin exactly. is freaking out. Like when your skin is freaking out, it's freaking out. That's literally what it's doing. Like it's, right. you know, and so I think a lot of consumers, I mean, I think that's where I love what you said. You know, I might, you're using smaller amounts. But the, what matters is that you are dosing the amounts to go to where they're supposed to go. And that's what right. matters. And I think this idea of dosing and this idea of delivering that dose to the right place is where as a consumer base, as just a population of skincare enthusiasts, we have to get to a place where we understand that the ingredients you might see on the back of like, you know, on an inky list, they don't tell you anything about the actual right. mechanistic actions of, right. you know, what's going on in that bottle. Okay. They don't tell you exactly. guys that. So don't, exactly. don't just look at an inky list and say, oh yeah, it's got this, 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 and this. It doesn't matter. It needs right. to make sense. It needs to synergistically make sense. And, you know, like exactly what Dr. Campbell said, like, you know, if you go to the nucleus, which is taking the actual active to the source of its activity gene transcription and translation yes yes exactly that's that is more beneficial to you than just pouring it all up in that cytoplasm of the cell you know what i mean (laughs) and not letting it right it's like spilling it it's like a it's like a chemical spill that's what i look exactly with no effect you know you're not even getting the benefit of it (laughs) right you're just like cleaning up the mess afterwards right exactly and that's why you know some of the skincare lines are sloppy and that they're not elegant they're not they don't put salt into it they're you know and so um that's the effect and unfortunately we see that a lot and other skincare lines yeah so what what delivery mechanisms dr capo i want you to talk about that because i know that your line is very sophisticated i mean obviously we we definitely see that you know but like how hard was that you know in terms of it was it was it was really difficult and i actually have a personal chemist it's just one chemist and myself and we just work hand in hand you know we're a small company and you know it's just a personal chemist that i have who actually sees eye to eye with me and i can send him scientific literature and different papers and say we need this vehicle delivery system and we need to to you know tag it so it binds a receptor and it gets to where it needs to go by microencapsulating it and or whatever delivery mechanism we're using, whether it's follicular tropic or microencapsulation, then having it have almost a lock and key kind of mechanism where it binds the cells to go where we want it to go and we can flag it, we can tag it, we have complete control over that, which is really, I mean, it's hard to get and it's hard to find a scientist to, you know, achieve that. And, and, and my scientist who I work with is just phenomenal with that. And I feel like that's why these products work so well. And, and, and how I found him was I had, I was approached by a pharmaceutical company when I was just fresh out of my fellowship and 
they wanted to, um, they wanted, of course, like we were talking before, they knew I was a dermatologist and they wanted me to help formulate a skincare product for them. And they were actually more in the drug delivery, like chemo, um, chemotherapy, topicals, kind of uh, pharma industry, but they wanted to get into the skincare space as everyone else does. Um, and Haley Bieber and Kim Kardashian, everybody wants to be in the skincare industry. So this God, pharma company, right? <laughs> so, so this yeah. pharma company kind of, we were on this call and it was this very young, but very bright scientist. It was myself. It was the CEO. It was a CFO. And it was kind of like the marketing uh, manager. And we were all on the uh, call together, just, you know, kind of how you and I are right now. And they said, you know, okay, doctor, what, what, how do we get these active ingredients into the skin? What active ingredients do we need? Keep us updated, keep us innovative. And I kind of gave them all my knowledge, you know, which was valuable information and um, from years of education and so forth. And I remember the CEO saying, okay, we're going to do this, but instead of this active ingredient, we're going to outsource this. And we have a place in, you know, China that we can get this, or we can get that. He was just very, pretty much taking everything I told him and just making it a more cost-effective um, more, which I mean, you could see my just my just smile dropped as I was on the phone with him, and I just said, you know, I don't think this is a good fit. I, you know, I'm happy to give you information to help you formulate a product, but if you're going to try to, you know, cut corners and cut costs and just make cheaper alternatives to the actives I'm, you know, telling you about, and um, not wanting to, you know, really um, appreciate the importance of the vehicle delivery systems, then I don't think this is a good fit. And you know, he was very upset and it was a whole heated discussion that went on. But the the chemist that was on the phone actually side messaged me and would say, Hey, you know, I, I really want to talk to you. I really want to work with you. I love your ethics. I love your, your, your foresight. I love, you know, your whole ethos. And that's how I met him. And I said, you know what, let's just you. And he was very young, very innovative, super smart and years ahead of his, of his time and his level of intelligence. But it almost takes kind of that scientific, you know, mind and brainiac kind of uh, persona to just really appreciate these certain, um, you know, vehicle delivery pathways and things like that, that I was, I was discussing with them. So the way we get the products into the skin, it depends on the active and in the product. But for example, with the RXR retinol, we micro encapsulate it and we flag it to adhere and bind to the cell, you know, where we want a targeted, um, you know, endocytosis and just, you know, kind of induction of, of the pathways that we're trying to induce when it gets to where it needs to go. Because, you know, sometimes we have to um, make vehicle delivery systems folliculotropic, like go through the hair follicle if they're too large of a molecule to pass through the skin. And I know some other um, skincare lines um, have used that technology, which is pretty advanced, which I think that, you know, has been um, really beneficial. But I would say 80 to 90% of the skincare lines don't have those delivery systems. And 80 to 90% sometimes are just sitting on the surface of the skin, doing nothing but just irritating the skin. And that's why you don't get results. And that's why you know, you'll get the, you know, inflammatory cascades or the red dry peeliness or the sensitivities, but you won't get the effects. So um, I hope that answered your question and I can go into it further. No, no, no. It's it's amazing. I love that you did. I mean, I love that you did what you did because that takes a lot of guts, first of all. So seriously, like, you know, you really hats off to you. And I, you know, really applaud your true like ethics and morality and all of this because we need more of you. I wish I could clone you. Right. Honestly, oh, thank you. That, you like, too. For real. We do, no, I mean it because I've seen it myself. You know what I mean? Like I think in medicine, it's so easy. I think because we all go through such a long route to get to where right. we're getting, it becomes right. so easy for some people to just say, 
screw it. I'm going to take the money and just, you know what I mean? Do oh, whatever yeah. the hell they want me to do. And it's right. really hard for a doctor to say, sometimes it's hard for people to say, no, I'm not doing it. Right. Screw you right. and your shortcuts. <laughs> we're not doing that. So right. yeah, that's, that's huge. And I really want the audience, you guys, you really, that's, that's huge. And it's very rare to see that. So, but you know, I, I actually want to, um, really commend you on this because I think the whole tagging thing when you were talking, I literally, you took the words out of my brain because I was thinking about, I've done a lot of research in um, oncology, you know, and I've worked with right. like, you know, for example, glioblastoma, I've done a lot of work with glio- wow. glioblastoma and yeah. um, a lot of the times I referenced that research because of exactly what you said, which is the idea of if you cannot tag, you know, whether that's fluorescence tagging, whatever it is, right, if you right. cannot track where your active is going, where that molecule right. is ending up, there's no such right. thing as actual cancer therapeutics. There's no right. such thing. You cannot go into any kind of cellular environment and not know what you're actually targeting and where it's exactly. going after it's targeted. So that by itself, I mean, if anyone out there knows any science like on this level, you'll right. that sell you immediately because I don't right. see any other line doing that. I, I haven't talked about it. Yeah, Thank I don't know anybody lock, else. Lock and key. Yeah, it's like lock and key. You know, it's just yeah. a, it's just how you enter and and how you protect it to get it there. So you know, the first number one problem is having the active ingredient get to where it needs to go, which is a challenge. And then the second thing is to unlock it, so it's not you know it, it can have its effect where when you take. It's almost like I always say it's like throwing an astronaut in a spaceship and then he never gets out of the space you know or never completes his task once he gets there you got to get there and then perform and so I think those are the two components and I think the reason I'm really lucky for this the scientist that I work with because because of his um his experience working in pharma where he was working with topical chemotherapy agents for skin cancers and more um drug delivery mechanisms for um, medicinal purposes we took that technology and applied it to skincare. So we're having delivery systems for skincare actives as we would for chemotherapy targeting skin cancer cells, you know, and having an effect. So I feel that his background really gave me an advantage. I was really lucky to find him because, I mean, I don't know how many companies have approached me saying, oh, we'll do this for half the cost and we have a mass produced lab in LA and we could, and I'm like, no, I would never want to compromise the integrity. I'd rather be more customized boutique, like, you know, just very uh, precise and elegant in the technology. And I just feel that it, it's hard to find. So I am lucky that I did find a scientist who had that background in, um, in another area of medicine for medicinal therapeutics for topicals and just applying that same science and medicine and technology to skincare for beauty, you know, for, for, for skin, you know, for skin active ingredients and skincare. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's a rare find, you know, it's a rare right. find that, actually um you know encounter someone who does think on the same level as you do and you know right. I, I was actually thinking when you were explaining um you know like the whole the journey behind this I was thinking about you know the original doctor who created uh proactive right she ended mm-hmm. up selling her brand and when she mm-hmm. sold her brand she realized that the company she sold it to completely botched up everything they took these shortcuts do. you know what I mean do. and she yeah. ended up buying back her company because she was like, I hate what you guys have done to it. And I did not create this for you to screw it up. And so I, I like, I was thinking about that because I'm like, you know what? That is how scientists think. None of mm-hmm. us are ever going to just say, oh, here you go. Here's all this discovery. Go ahead and screw it up. 
no, we're right, not going right. to do that. But I love that, you know, I love that you're doing it the way you are. I love that you're, you're keeping that control, you know, the scientific control, because you need to do that, you know, in terms right. of creating, like, you know, maintaining efficacy is a whole, right. I, like, that's a whole different conversation. And it's something right. that no one wants to discuss. You know, you right. might have a product. A lot of you might have experienced this that are listening. You know, you have a product works for a couple of years, right? And then right. you might not know it, but somebody might have bought them out. And then exactly. all of a sudden, you notice your product is not working anymore. And right. it's not re- resulting in anything anymore. And you're not having the same effects. And you know what? That's because of exactly what we're just talking about here. Somebody took that product and put shortcuts in it. And they right. took out the real science and they tried to substitute it. And that is just not, I mean, your body doesn't do that, guys. I mean, at the right. end of the day, your body doesn't say, oh, well, this gene, no, we're not going to upregulate this gene. We're going <laughs> to replace it with something. It doesn't do that. It doesn't, doesn't right. take shortcuts. So we right. should not do that with our skin health and we shouldn't do it with our health in general. I mean, if you right. ask me. But I and wanted I think- to say, oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Sorry about that. No, I was, I was going to say, Dr. Kapu, I mean, your products are so well-priced, you know, for the, the amount of, um, you know, just the real intricate science behind them. They're right. so well-priced. Uh, how, right. how is Thank that, you. you know, in terms of, instead of, you know, in terms of the business side of things, I'm asking, like, how is that? Um, well, I think, you know, I would never want to um, compromise my active ingredients and I and, and the active ingredients that we, you know, resource are from very like esoteric um, places and only, you know, the, only the best of the best actives, which, you know, will end up affecting the price of the products and people will say, well, do you ever think about cutting the cost of your products and just kind of cutting the cost of the active ingredients that you're using? And I'm like, absolutely no, that's not something that I'll, I'll budge. With all, in addition, for all the testing and, and assays that we do in the lab, um, you know, it takes certain types of equipment in the lab to run assays and to engineer these products. So it's not only the active ingredients that could be um, a little bit more expensive, but definitely worth it, in my opinion, when you want to achieve next level results, but also the lab equipment that, that it takes to um, make these products and engineer these delivery systems and things of that nature. Even the packaging, you know, airtight chambers that are nitrogen lined that are going to maintain the integrity of the products inside the the packaging, you know, is something that we have to to consider. So it's probably not the most cost effective business, but that's not as important to me as the results that it can give to my patients and people who use the products. So that's, you know, yeah, I'm not I'm not the best business person, but, you know, I just there's nothing more rewarding to me than to see a patient user using my products or someone who maybe I've never even met giving, you know, us feedback saying, look at my before and afters. Like, I, I can't believe that I was able to achieve this just, you know, you know, with your products alone without me ever meeting them. And to me, that's just the greatest reward. I mean, that is, it's truly amazing. And I think it's, it, it just goes to the hard work behind it. You know, I think that when it comes to topical products, people have a misconception. They are so used to, you know, for lack of a better term, shitty products, you know, right, and, right. you know, and they just <laughs> think that it doesn't work. I mean, I've had so many dermatologists argue with me about this, that oh, don't gosh. have lines, you know what I mean? They don't have their own right. lines. They'll be right. the first ones to be like, well, it doesn't work. And I'm like, well, you're wrong because science <laughs> says so, you know? So like, and, right. and the reason for that is I'm not trying to be, you know, just mean or anything, but it's true. If you create something that's really tr- truly well formulated, well crafted, it's going to work. And, um, right. you know, the thing is with skin, and I, I've been wanting to say this for a long time, and I feel like this is the perfect episode to say it on, is that the skin is an organ. We do have a skin barrier. And, you know, I know that there's, it's very hard to cross 
that barrier, right. but at the same time, the skin is also very absorptive. It absorbs Deep everything. Brain. So it's you can't brain. make the claim that, oh, topical products don't work. They do work. They always oh, work. Oh, absolutely. You, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, right. And I mean, just like I said, what we were talking about before, looking under the microscope, using yeah. you know, somebody who starts certain, you know, say they start a, you know, L-scorbic acid or vitamin C, I see under the microscope that it's definitely getting past the epidermis, that's the you know, skin barrier into the dermis, upper uvating collagen. I mean, you can see it visibly. So that to me is very striking. So you know, if anybody ever argues that, I mean, there's no way you can argue a histology slide of a before and after where you can actually physically see this, you know, cytologic changes of a skincare product. 100%. No, I completely agree. Yeah. I'm, glad you, yeah. I'm glad you really validated that because I did for a long time. There were people out here that were like, oh, no, it's a bunch of fluff. It's a bunch of marketing. I'm like, no, you're just yeah. trying the wrong lines. You know what I mean? You're right, trying the wrong right. stuff. So, and usually, usually people who would say that honestly probably haven't completed a dermatology residency because that's a whole part of our residency is understanding how to pipe, bypass the barrier and how to, you know, we get that in our derm residency um, training and didactics too, just how, you know, not only for just skincare, but just for, you know, um, topical uh, treatments for different dermatologic conditions and dermatoses and things like that. So it's definitely, definitely possible. I hear things like that all the time. I think that that's just... Also, you know, an important you know point to bring up is just half these people on social media or, you know, the more YouTube followers they have, sometimes they get it through pharma or through companies, but they don't have the education and the, 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 the background to really be an expert, yet they have more exposure because they went a different path to, to get there. And I feel that there's a lot of fear mongering out there. There's a lot of fake science. There's a lot of misconceptions and there's propagated misinformation all over social media. And I feel that it's, I really commend you for having this podcast because I feel that people who follow you or listen to you or really understand the science, we're empowering them to question these so-called experts. Like, okay, yeah. why, why do you not have an L-ascorbic acid in your vitamin C? And I always tell people this, L-ascorbic acid is the hardest vitamin C uh, derivative to formulate, but it's the most impactful of this in the skin. But most vitamin C's won't even contain an L-ascorbic acid. They'll have a THD or they'll have another one that's easier to formulate, which really doesn't do much for the skin. But then the marketing uh, teams and the, the companies will say, oh, L or ascorbic acid isn't as important. Well, it's not hard to formulate. That's why you're saying that, you know, so it's just, but they'll propagate this misinformation to you know, to increase their sales and then people believe them or people are misinformed. And it's just, it's just not right. I feel like the derm science police half the time on social media is saying, this is not correct, but I try to provide a safe forum, even on my YouTube channel, where people were asking me like, Hey, Dr. Happel, I saw this. Is that true? And I'm like, no. And I'm glad you asked. And this is why. And I feel like, you know, as long as we can keep educating, um, you know, and kind of, uh, you know, um, promoting the real science and real scientific concepts. Um, I think that we're doing good in the world in this very corrupt industry that's kind of getting out of control. I absolutely agree with you. I think that's, I mean, you really, really said it, you know, it's, it's really about just the truth, you know, science right. is, you know, I think I always, I always quote Neil deGrasse Tyson and I don't even mean to do it because I'm, a fan, but Neil, I mean, come on, this quote is like, you know, it's like mm -hmm, the only quote I remember. Mm -hmm, but he right. always said, science doesn't care. You know what I mean? He doesn't, it doesn't care right. if you like it or right. not. It doesn't care if you agree or not. It is what it is. And it's true. It is what it you know, is. and right. I, I really think he got that from Carl Sagan. I just want to say that also. But I mean, <laughs> at the same time, it's true right. what he said because God, science doesn't care. 
And that's why I really believe that, you know, when you guys are, you know, going through our library here at Skincare Anarchy, that's why I like to call us. I We're a podcast, but we're really a library of information, right. you know. And that's amazing. When you're going through it, you need to start deducing for yourself what is applicable. I mean, science is great, but if you can't apply that science, it's useless. Okay. Right. So you yeah. have to have applicable, you know, clinical data that's actually backing up the claims that these companies are making. And you need to start thinking on that level and you're thinking in that direction because there's going to be a lot of companies out here. And I'm sure, you know, Dr. Cabell, you've seen it. They'll push one ingredient. You know, they'll right. say, vitamin c is the holy grail that's all you need done exactly no right. it's not it's not it's not there's this thing called synergy of ingredients that you exactly. have to start, you have to ask these questions i mean at the end of the day i don't want just niacinamide on my skin i want a lot of different things on my skin you know i want the humectant right. i want the niacinamide exactly. i want the brightening ingredients i mean you have to have a beautiful cocktail and even within that cocktail like dr capo explained you have to have the right you know, versions of those molecules, the right, you know, like molecular structures that are going to be able to interact together in a synergistic way. I mean, it's, it's just, that is science, you know, that's what it is. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan, Dr. Capel. I'm a huge fan of MD air. I think what you're doing is so novel. It's such a, it's a breath of fresh air for lack of a better (laughs) term. It's a breath of fresh air in this industry. And I can't wait to see your, your brand blow up. And I really encourage Mm. everyone out there Check out the whole line, you guys. It's a beautiful collection. Um, there's even a neck pro- you know, neck cream product neck in there. Tight, I know a lot yeah, of, yeah. We we experience a lot of aging in the neck area and the decollete area. You know, as you know, as we age, and I'm in my you know mid to late thirties now. I'm Amazing. seeing it myself. You know, so it's great that you know you've started off the brand in such a beautiful way. And I'm I just want to ask you as a closing question. You know, what can we expect to see next from you guys? Oh, Is it gonna, are there more products oh. on the way or what? Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for for asking. And just, I couldn't agree with everything that you just said more about science and everything working together and the synergistic effects of all the different products. It's not just one product or one active. I couldn't agree more. And I think um, to to see what to expect from the company moving forward or for MDR moving forward is just to keep everyone updated with any advances in technology. I mean, I'm always constantly going to meetings, reading the literature, you know, and and attending meetings. And I will continue to bring the new technology and advances that we are learning in real time and then put them directly into our products and updating the products so that you'll always be getting the newest, latest and greatest and advances with our finger on the pulse without the middleman, without a three-year delay. And I think that's what you can expect from our company. New products that we're coming out with, um, we're going to have a more hydrating barrier repair uh, hydrator um, that's a little bit more for like the dry fall and winter months or people with a little bit more sensitive skin or an impacted skin barrier. We're going to have an exfoliating, we're going to call it the exfoliating cloud because it's going to be a gentle exfoliating um, product that, you know, could be used once or twice or three times a week for exfoliation, we're going to come out with a, a new lip mask as well, because I feel like getting into the dry uh, months ahead, um, that's going to be, that's something that that we're lacking. But I think our promise as a company would always just be to maintain that integrity in uh, an industry that's been so overtaken by pharma and companies and cutting corners and not very highly trained people claiming to be experts and, and so forth. And um, like you said, science doesn't lie and science makes itself apparent. So after using the MDR products 
you'll see changes in your skin. And that's fact. You don't have to ask if it's working. You don't have to, you will know your friends will compliment you on your skin. You'll look in the mirror and say, okay, this is what healthy skin is like when, you know, when it's given the right, you know, actives and stimulants and and nutrients that it needs. And science doesn't lie. So the results are are real life and, and um, hopefully you'll be able to experience them. And I just thank you for your support and, um, and just had such a great time talking with you today. Oh my gosh. Likewise. Thank you. And thank you for doing what you're doing. And I'm really cheering you on. I, I can't wait to see what's coming up and I cannot wait to get my hands on that mask. Cause that is my favorite <laughs> as a skincare product. So um, yeah, I'm really excited and I love the line. I've tried it myself for everyone listening out there. It's a beautiful, beautiful line. And I really encourage you guys, if you're looking for something that's actually going to cause real results changes. for you, changes, good changes, this is it for you. You got to try this one. I mean, it's really, really great. As you can, you've heard here, it's very well thought out. And I really encourage everybody check out the brand, ask questions. If you have any questions, chime in, we'll pass them along to Dr. Kappel's team and get some answers from her or her team directly for you. But I really encourage you again, check them out and I will tag everything in the concept art for this episode. And I look forward to your responses. Thank you so much, Dr. Kappel. And it's been a true honor. It's been an honor and privilege for me as well. Thank you so much. Thank you.